This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The conservative advocacy group known as Heritage Action for America is now calling out the Senate Republicans who did not support fellow Senator Tommy Tuberville in his battle with the Department of Defense over their newest abortion policy. The statement from Heritage Action for America comes after the decision by Tuberville to end his hold on military nominations within the Senate Armed Services Committee, although he did still hold on to 11 four-star general nominations. Tuberville made the move ahead of an effort by Senate Democrats to change the rules that would allow for blanket approvals of nominees on the Senate floor. Tuberville was able to avoid the rule change that would have likely occurred with nine Republicans abandoning their party and joining Democrats to approve the resolution. Heritage Action President Dr. Kevin Roberts praised Tuberville for not continuing to do business as usual in Washington, D.C., which he said looks a lot like allowing illegal payments to go to the military in order for them to send America's unborn babies to their death. Robert says that Tuberville's colleagues abandoned him and undermined his work on defending the unborn and praised Tuberville for refusing to go with the status quo and showing that he had a spine. On the day of the fourth Republican presidential primary debate, U.S. Senator Katie Britt came out with a full endorsement of Donald Trump as the next GOP presidential candidate to take on Joe Biden in 2024. Britt did so in an article that was written for Yellowhammer News. Britt says there's only one candidate who has already achieved peace through strength, and that is Trump, and that he can do it again as the 47th president. Britt's endorsement completes all other Republican congressional delegates from the state of Alabama who have come out and endorsed Trump as well in his reelection bid. Congressman Dale Strong is coming out against a new rule proposal from the Environmental Protection Agency that would require the U.S. to be part of a major transition over to electric vehicles from gas-powered vehicles. The EPA is seeking to require two-thirds of all vehicles that are sold in the U.S. to be fully electric by 2032. Just days ago, almost 4,000 car dealerships signed on to a letter to call on the Biden administration to abandon that mandate, citing the lack of demand from consumers as evidenced by the very sluggish EV sales. Strong confirmed that he has also talked with several auto manufacturers in his district who manufacture gas-powered engines, and they say they will be severely impacted if this EPA rule is implemented. Strong says it's not good for America for Washington bureaucrats to overstep their bounds and force companies to comply with a green agenda, as well as hurt the average American consumer. Strong held a press conference on Wednesday with other House colleagues regarding this whole EV issue. A report for the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government is exposing the FBI analysts and their process regarding sources who identify domestic terrorism in the U.S. One of those sources was a Southern Poverty Law Center in Montgomery, which is known for targeting conservative Christians by way of their infamous hate map. Well, the SPLC listed Catholic organizations on their most recent hate map, and the FBI field office in Richmond, Virginia, cited the SPLC in a memo that listed radical traditionalist Catholics as potential surveillance targets in tracking domestic terrorism. This week, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley ripped into FBI Director Christopher Wray over the House report, and he did so during a Senate Judiciary hearing. We have internal memoranda of the members of the field office high-fiving one Peer reviewer, another member of the field office wrote, I think this is a great product. I really enjoyed the read. Do you have a problem with systemic bigotry against Catholics in the FBI? No. What are you going to do about this? Are you going to fire these people or not? 
Those individuals have all been admonished, and it is all going Honest. into their, if you would let me finish my answer, it is all going into their annual performance reviews, which has direct impact on their compensation, among other things. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see. So the 60 million American Catholics who, we now, who now learn that your FBI has recommended that priests be recruiters informants, your FBI has gone to priests, choir directors, but we're to feel better because... You've admonished them for their wrongdoing. You, again, are conflating two different oh, things. I'm not. When I am we taking are... your testimony where you said you do not. You said categorically, categorically, you said we do not. We do not go to priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said we do not. You didn't say we haven't. You didn't say we won't. You said we don't. As it turns out, you do. And you kept it from the public. You deliberately misled Congress about it. And the only reason we know about it is because a whistleblower came forward. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore posted the video of that exchange between Hawley and Ray and said that the message from the FBI to Americans is simple. The FBI can target religious people and suffer no consequences. And Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl is calling out Google Maps for getting political. Carl sent a letter to the CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai, regarding the location removal of the Capitol Hill Pregnancy Center in D.C., while also continuing to show the Planned Parenthood Clinic in that same area. Carl says that removing such an option for pregnant women is a threat to their health. He also said it confirms the pro-abortion agenda that has been developing within the Google company. Carl noted that the Pregnancy Resource Center listing has now been restored to Google Maps, but he questioned Pakai on how that happened in the first place and what measures are going to be put in place to keep it from happening again. And when it comes to Congressman Carl and his latest congressional opponent, Barry Moore, a debate has been scheduled between the two men, and it will be happening in January of 2024 at the Daphne Civic Center. Moore and Carl are both Republicans, but they're now vying for the same congressional district after a federal court redrew those districts for the state of Alabama as part of a lawsuit. It incorporated most of Moore's current district into the one that Carl currently represents. Three F-35 fighter jets have arrived at Danley Field in Montgomery. A total of 20 of these fighter jets will be moved into the Alabama Air National Guard base over the course of the next year. The base is conducting a three-year conversion from F-16 fighter jets to the new state-of-the-art F-35. The F-16s have already been removed from Danley Field as of April of this year. Now a facility is being built on the base to house eight flight simulators for training pilots on this newest fighter jet. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Kevin McCarthy announces his departure from Congress before his term even expires. McCarthy will leave office at the end of this year, leaving a 10-month gap before that office can be filled in the 2024 election. McCarthy made the announcement in the Wall Street Journal and on video on social media, saying that the more Washington does, the worse America gets, so he's leaving the U.S. House to serve America in new ways. A Fox News reporter stationed at the U.S.-Mexico border, Bill Malugan, has now posted on social media that Custom and Border Patrol agents are reporting a one-day number of 12,000 migrant encounters, and that happened this past Tuesday. This is the highest single-day total ever recorded by the CBP, with other days last week seeing the numbers hit 10,000 or more. You can see the situation here in Lukeville behind us. We got well over 800 people waiting in line here after they crossed illegally overnight, waiting to be apprehended. 
by Border Patrol. Once again, it's like deja vu from yesterday. You can see these guys are coming in from all over the world. A lot of African men, mostly single adult men here. And the Border Patrol facilities out here are currently running 200% of their capacity. That is why there are so many people out here waiting to be taken into custody by Border Patrol. Now, Arizona has a Democrat governor. Her name is Katie Hobbs. She has not yet sent any state resources down here. No Arizona troopers, no Arizona National Guard. That's unlike what we've seen in the state of Texas with Governor Greg Abbott. Meanwhile, as the U.S.-Mexico border gets invaded, Congress considered advice from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to send more money to Ukraine in order to avoid putting U.S. soldiers on the ground in Europe and up against Russian military forces. Texas Congressman Mike McCall chairs the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and he's in favor of sending more aid to Ukraine. And he told the Messenger media outlet that he hopes more House Republicans get on board with the idea in order to support NATO allies. However, fellow Republican from California, John Duarte, told the same media outlet that he did not find the presentation from Austin anything but prescriptive and staged. Duarte says he's more supportive of holding off on any financial aid to Ukraine unless a border security package is also passed and implemented by Congress. Duarte indicated that House Speaker Mike Johnson is in this camp as well. Florida Congressman Byron Donalds called the whole briefing from the Defense Secretary boring. Donalds says once Joe Biden does his job by securing the U.S. border, then he's willing to talk about Ukraine. A multi-plaintiff lawsuit has been filed against the U.S. State Department, the Daily Wire, the Federalist, and the state of Texas are some of these plaintiffs accusing the State Department of financing and implementing censorship technology against media outlets who do not share the same political agenda. A particular office within the State Department was named as the instigator of all this censorship, the Global Engagement Center. The lawsuit claims that the GEC has been turned upon Americans in the fight against supposed disinformation. The court documents called the GEC's actions one of the most audacious, manipulative, and secretive abuse of power and infringement upon the First Amendment rights of American citizens in American history. The lawsuit was filed by the New Civil Liberties Alliance out of East Texas. A federal judge dismisses a case in Arizona that sought to keep Donald Trump off the presidential primary ballot in 2024. The person who is behind all of this ballot effort against Trump in dozens of states throughout the U.S. is John Castro. Castro is also running in the Republican primary, although you've probably never even heard about his name. Castro is the one filing many lawsuits against Trump, claiming that he's ineligible to serve due to his presence at the January 6th protests in Washington, D.C. In the Arizona case, Judge Douglas Reyes ruled that Castro does not have standing to sue and provided no evidence that he will actually be harmed by Trump being on the ballot. Castro is arguing that Trump will draw votes away from him. The judge told Castro that he's attempting to manufacture competitive injury solely for the purposes of pursuing litigation. Another potential lawsuit to watch out for is that of the parents of a nine-year-old NFL football fan. Holden Armenta was recently at a Kansas City Chiefs football game. He was wearing an Indian headdress with half of his face painted red, the other painted black. A media outlet called Deadspin was triggered by this site, and the Deadspin writer Karen Phillips wrote an article about the disrespectful actions of that boy and his parents in showing hate to both black people and Native Americans. The problem is Armenta and his father are both full-blooded Native Americans, and Raul Armenta the father of the boy, is a tribal chief. And now the Armenta family have hired a lawyer to demand a retraction from Deadspin or face further legal action. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. 
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you guys. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 